Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to the We Don't Podcast, starring husband and wife Mojo from Mojo in the Morning and his better half, Chelsea. On this episode... On this episode of the We Don't Podcast, my goal is to make Chelsea cry. That's all I want to do. <laughs> because I've learned that from looking back at the highest rated of these, we don't have ratings, it's uh, downloads. Uh-huh. When you cry, people like that for some reason. Yeah. Cry? Nice. All right, we'll see. Here we go. Let's begin this thing. Well, all right, all right, all right. Without further delay... Here are Mojo and Chelsea. All right, we don't podcast. Uh, you know, we don't have many more episodes left, uh, Chelsea. I believe that this is our second to last episode until we take a uh, little holiday hiatus. Yay. And uh, <laughs> and then <laughs> and then we're off for a little bit, and then we get to... Uh, kind of hang out as a family together and get to maybe get some more content, get more yeah. stuff to talk about. Good. Talk about our kids and how they annoy the crap out of us and they didn't like their Christmas gifts and all the rest of that they stuff. They always like their Christmas gifts. Don't, they do. Do they really? Yes. They oh. add, I asked them for a Christmas list. I was mentioning that I I don't even know what we get our kids until they open it up and then I get surprised. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, who'd it's you like get that from? Christmas for you too. Yes. Yes. You do everything. You really do. And honestly, you do everything in the entire house. But I also don't think that you, and I could be wrong, I don't think you mind not doing everything. No, I like it. I like the control. Do you find that you are, um, with the holidays and the kids getting older, do you find that it's tougher for you? Because eventually it's going to come a point where we're not going to have them for Christmas and they're not going to get a, as many gifts and we're going to probably be buying family gifts, you right. know, when they, you know, start uh, branching off and starting their own families. Yeah. No, I don't think that'll be tougher. I think that'll be more fun. You That doesn't uh, scare you or make you sad? No. It makes me sad. It does. Why? Um, because, I, like, I like to have a little bit of control over our kids. <laughs> I like to be able to say Santa's coming at Christmas, be nice to us. You know what I mean? Like, once we well. lose, it's kind of like when, when the, you go through stages and when the elf on the shelf stage kind of went away and you lost. Hallelujah. That well, was, again, that was, that was a lot of work. That was a lot of work on me. That elf had to do crazy shit. And <laughs> he wanted it crazier. And Luke was like, what is he going to do next? I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> and you did it with Luke before Pinterest was around I doing did, a lot of stuff. Yes. Yeah. And before all these kits are out now where you can just order it in advance. It gives you all the yeah. ideas. I mean, it was. Um, the first two years, it was really fun. And then after that, I was like, I hate this elf. I hate this elf. I missed the uh, the days of us being able to say, you know, Santa's watching. You got to be good. You got to be nice. And, yeah, you know, that was always uh, 
that that worked for like that worked for uh, Jacob and and Luke. Joe, it didn't <laughs> it didn't matter. The only person he was worried about was Grandma. He was a good kid though. Joey was he was very good. He was he wasn't the typical firstborn in the sense that he. Um, was like the perfectionist in all things and but he he was the firstborn that the world revolved like I'm speak the world revolved around him and he was he was good he all of our kids you know what yeah they were all we were lucky we were very very in the big scheme of things very lucky with them because they've all they're all really good well this jury's still out on Luke well we're yeah. still wait we're still waiting to see what happens with him yeah and his new little college life is killing yeah me. yeah the the he called or he texted both of us to say he officially <laughs> is now in his fraternity yes because he had to do the pledging thing yeah and talk about a shit show well and for him too i mean it was <clears throat> i know that he loved it but yeah it is a, and it's new for us because the other two boys were not in fraternities you know they didn't go to schools that had greek life but um even if they did i know jacob wouldn't do it and i doubt joe would have done it but um they, okay. Sorry. I'm just trying to get you to talk right in the microphone. So, um, you know what this feels like when we're recording on yeah. the camera? It feels like um, that Saturday Night Live skit <laughs> where they talk yeah. about balls. Yeah, sweaty balls. So, what, round balls. Yeah. Um, here, as a matter of fact, here's one right here, right there for anybody on the camera. There is a gosh. snowballs chocolate so, ball. Anyway, um, yeah, so this is it's been a new it's been a new thing for us learning about Greek life and all that goes into it. Like we learned that Luke, you know, his hazing required him to do He's basically someone's s- bitch. Yeah. For twenty four hours. Like he he camped out in the middle of a snowstorm. Yeah. He had to bring food to, you know, guys that were they the were on their upperclassmen. Beck, on their beck and call. Like and we had to pay for the stupid stuff ridiculous which some of the people that listen to this we don't podcast have to tell us if that's truly how it was <laughs> or luke just got completely scammed by a bunch of these kids from his fraternity but hopefully he you know what he really enjoyed it and hopefully that this is he's forming lifelong friends with these brothers yeah you know because he said i just i you know it's i when i asked him why do you want to do it he said well i just i'm gonna have brothers for life i said you do have brother i made you two brothers for life do you think that his reasoning of wanting to do that and have brothers for life was because maybe there's such a span of time between him and maybe. Jacob and Joe. Yeah. Because Joe's what, 10 years older than him? Mm-hmm. Nine. And nine years. And then Jacob is seven. And maybe this is guys that are closer in his age that yeah. he can kind of turn to. Probably. I mean, probably. And I think that he likes the group. Um, Although he likes having alone time too, but he likes the being in a group setting. He loved mm. always being, you know, playing travel ball and stuff like that. And I think that he enjoys. I think we didn't realize how much the life of the party our child was. Yeah. I mean, he did win that. Which is funny because for his we why did we award, life of the party? Yeah. Why did we not realize it with that? But also when he was on teams, we would always get coaches that would come up to us and go, "Oh my God, Luke <laughs> cracks everybody up." Yeah, so funny. I know. Class clown. Yeah. Well, he gets that from you. <laughs> I, actually, you're pretty much the life of the party. You got just recently, you went to hang out with your friends. I did. You went with Jenny, uh, your best friend. Uh, would you call Jenny your best friend in the world? Because I know you have so many friends. Well, so I would say she's my best friend from high school. I've got yeah. Tanya and Leah, who are my best friends from elementary school. Okay. 
And then I, Jenny is my best friend from high school. And then you have your friends that now that are your my bestie, Jessica. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I would say my circle is very, very, very small. Mm-hmm. I, have, I have a lot of friends, but there are those that I really lean on for a lot of stuff and um, that know every like know everything, 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 everything. It was hanging out with uh, your, you know, with Jenny and you guys went to go see uh, Fleetwood Mac. We went to go see Stevie Nicks and Stevie Billy Nicks. Joel. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know Billy Joel was there. <laughs> for some reason, I had no idea. Well, I don't know why you didn't I, know because I told you several times, and it was in thought, my Instagram stories. I thought it was Fleetwood Mac. I didn't. I, I just looked at the pictures and just see how how it was, and you looked like you had a good time. It was fun. Jenny's how we met. Yes. Jenny dated is. my roommate Josh. They were dating, and then that's how I met you. Yeah. And um, I always will have an affinity for uh, Jenny because. She, you know, opened me up to you, but then I also have always felt like your friends don't like me anyway. So <laughs> I feel like that's no. I know Jenny likes me. Yes, and she does. Ac- actually, it's funny because when you had surgery some time ago, when uh, you had my uh, implants, had taken. your implants taken out, uh-huh. Jenny and I stayed up uh, one night, just sat there and shot the shit, and just because I couldn't move. Yeah. And I realized, first off, I always knew that she was like a, your sister that you never had. Yeah. She was just like all your girlfriends are. Yeah. But then I also realized that uh, she was kind of like a sister-in-law for me. So Aww. you did something also that was very difficult for you. This is where <laughs> the crying is, part's coming crying into place. This is going to come in. Okay. You, this is for the those that are, you know, the podcast listeners that we don't podcast listeners. Chelsea grew up in Arizona. She grew up in Tucson, Arizona. For years, Tucson was always home. It is home. But it was always the place that you always would say that was where I was going to live, you know, when we were done with this, you know, the Detroit thing. Mm -hmm. You've kind of pulled back a lot on that. Mm -hmm. And I believe that the reason is that you lost your grandfather. Mm -hmm. Yeah, This was your first time going back to Arizona since your grandfather's funeral. And how was that for you? I know you were really, really stressed out about this. Um, it was really hard. It was. I sent you a text when I was on the flight that um, I had a lot of anxiety. I sat down on in my seat on the plane, and all of a sudden, I just felt like this heavy weight was on my chest. My stomach was killing me. I was, my heart was racing, and it was just really a lot of anxiety. And um, I mean, I because I knew going back. It was going to be different. Now, for years, um, he had he was diagnosed with cancer and had um, some heart problems. And so I was going back every six, sometimes four, six, or eight weeks to take him to his doctor's appointments. He was a really stubborn, stubborn, stubborn old man. Wouldn't listen to anyone but me. Mm-hmm. So, um, and, and, and he also was the person when my biological father left, he was the man that stepped in. Mm. So I felt I owed it, not owed it to him, but it was an honor mm. that I got to take care of him and take him to his appointments and help him, you know, navigate all of that. Um, he was living with my parents, so it's not like he was alone, but um, he and my mom were super, 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 super close. Yeah. So, yeah, sitting on the plane, there were just so many emotions just knowing I wasn't going to see him. He was so cute, too. Every time I would come into town, he'd always have my waters for me. (laughs) Like, he just, 
He's just the sweetest. I mean, up until and what we mean by that is Chelsea would you would drink these big tall waters. Yeah, and so and, he'd go to Costco and even and he would he was, buy them one at a time yeah. because he couldn't carry well, a package of them. Well, he'd do that, or he'd have someone come with him to to Costco yeah. to bring the Costco um, in for him. But he, yeah, he just you know, <clears throat> excuse me, he always was trying to think of little things. Up, up literally up until the trip I went when he was dying. Yeah. He made sure that I had water there. So you're on the plane and you're having anxiety. Mm-hmm. And were you thinking a lot about him or were you thinking about what just it was going, be like? just going just going into back to my parents' house. That's where he passed away. Um so <clears throat> so going back and just thinking he's not going to be there was really hard. Yeah. Really really hard. And s- you know that they're not there. You know, I know he's not there. But it's, I'm just expecting him to be there. You know, because I don't live in that state. So I'm, I've, I had not been, like you said, had not been to my mom's house until um, <clears throat> the last time I was there was when he died and we had the funeral. I was there when he died. I wasn't in the room with him. I was taking care of him. And... um he had we the hospice nurse had come that day and she said oh you've got probably three more days with him and so you know we I was the one that was taking like writing out the schedule for his medication and making sure he got everything and you know his his kids were coming in and out and I wanted them to be able to say goodbye you know so I wanted to make sure that it was good for all of them. And um, when we were with, we were with your dad when he died, yeah. when he took his last breath. And so I knew, like I had it in my head how this was working. I was looking for all the signs that we had learned with your dad. And so <clears throat> with my grandfather, um, I was very, 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 very aware. But I, he and my mom had this, such a close relationship and she was having a very, and she still is having a very difficult time with it. And so I wanted to make sure that she didn't have to worry about anything. I took care of everything for her. And, um, but I always had in the back of my mind that when he died, I would be there holding his hand. And, um, so I just thought, okay, I have a couple more days with this. And, um, you, you you weren't there, you were there, but you went back to the hotel. What happened was my, one of my uncles came to, um, see him that Mm -hmm. night and, um, he, and my cousin was there with me and she was staying with me at the hotel and, so I set everything up. I had bought a baby monitor because, again, he lived with my parents in this, um, their house is ca- called a second gen home where yeah. he has an apartment that's attached to their house. Yeah. So I had set it up where <clears throat> my parents and, you know, we all could like give him a little bit of peace and quiet. So there's a baby monitor in there with a camera watching him the whole time. And then we would go in to give him his medicine or sit with him or just, you know, just not a lot of noise in there, but enough. Yeah. that were with him. So um, I set everything up, made the schedule for the night, laid all the medicine out for my dad, um, t- went over the schedule with my dad. My mom went to bed. My dad um, was eating dinner, and my uncle and my cousin and I left and went back to the hotel. And my uncle said, well, let me get you girls a drink. You know, you you deserve a drink. Let's have a drink. And so I remember... We all ordered our drinks, 
And um, the minute the, well, then my phone rang and my dad called me and he said, he's gone. And I said, what do you mean he's gone? He's like, he's gone. And I said, no, he's not. Mm. Like he'll, he'll start breathing again. Like I remember with your dad, they did this fish breathing thing, like, like, and it stop and it would start back yeah. up again. And I'm just like, no, I said, no, there's no. And my hotel was um, 25 minutes from my parents' house. And so, no, he's like, honey, I'm sorry he's gone. And I was just like, okay. I couldn't process it that at that second. The waitress came over and I was looking at my uncle and my cousin. And I thought, well, how do I tell my uncle that his dad just died? Yeah. How do I, you know? So I... This is a crazy part. I went like this, like with my hand to my <laughs> neck, telling like my, wrap it up, yeah. like wrap, like we shouldn't have this drink. Off, yeah. yeah, cut it off. No more. Like we hadn't had our drinks yet. And um, my uncle looked at me and he goes, "It happened." And I didn't want mean for him to know that that's what it, you know. So I hung up and I went over and he said, "You know what? We're gonna have a drink for Dad anyway right now." And we finished our drinks, drove to the house. And I thought, I was telling Jenny this, I thought that my um, big release with my grandfather when he passed away was, um, you know, they came and they took care of him, the hospice nurse did, and before they came and took him away, we were allowed to have some time alone with him. And um, I'm not a huge crier. (laughs) I know I'm crying now, but I'm not a huge crier. I went in the room alone with him, and I just loud sobbed you know for a, a while and but it was the release of like years of like thanking him and loving him and I got to tell him all of that while he was alive but it was just so different when it's you know someone so close to you that you know you'll never I'll never get to hear him again I have recordings of him but and the he would drive me crazy my whole life. Just drive me crazy, insane, and annoy the shit out of me. And I would give anything just for, you know, one more goofy joke or one more, you know, one more thing. But um, so I, th- I thought that that was my release. And I thought that I got, quote unquote, handled it then or, you know, because from then I went in and I just started planning his funeral and doing all of that. And um, and then left and came home and it was I just couldn't get back there. It was really hard for me to do it. And um, but then I thought, okay, it's time. You know, life is short. I need to spend time with my parents too. And um, even though our, my parents have come and visited us, that's, yeah. that's what it was. Yeah. We, we made it just come here, come meet us. So it'd be easier. For it me. would be easier for me, selfishly. Mm-hmm. And um. It was really hard. It was really hard walking into the house. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> my parents redid his apartment a little bit, and that was really hard. Like, did you go in there? I did, but it was hard for me to stay in there. Yeah. Really hard. Did you feel any sense that he was there? I know that you've, you've been wanting, if you're okay with me sharing this, you've yeah. been wanting to dream about to him. Dream about him. Yeah. I have not had a dream about him. So after the funeral, there are a couple of signs that I've had after the funeral you know, you guys left before I did. Yeah. And I stayed with my mom and dad for a little bit. <clears throat> After the funeral, I was flying when I got off the plane in the Detroit airport. The song that he and I danced to at our wedding, <clears throat> the piano player was playing. 
Um, Louis Armstrong. Yeah. What a wonderful what a world. Woman. And so I was like, okay, like you're here. You're here. Um, <clears throat> Which he would hate to be at the Detroit airport. <laughs> <laughs> He'd be like, this is too fucking cold because he's he, an Arizona yeah, guy. Yeah. But he, um, so I felt, you know, I knew that that was, there'd been little, Joe and I were at a restaurant one time and another one of the songs came on in the restaurant that we played at his funeral. And um, <clears throat> that was really super emotional. Like, so there are things, like, he was a big music person, so that's how I know it's him. Like, he was just, <clears throat> played music, sang music, loved music, and so um, I know that it's him saying hi. Yeah. You know, I, I desperately want other, but, I, you know, other things, but I don't, who knows? I don't know if that And he's probably, happen. he probably is sending you home, you just don't recognize him right now, but... Probably. You do you regret that you left to go back to the hotel? Um, do you, well, do I you didn't wish you would have stayed. I mean, yeah, you don't know. I mean, I just didn't know, and I think that I think that he, you know, one thing that he told my mom was that he said, "I'm going to die in four days." And my mom said, "No, you're not." And he's like, "I'm going to die in four days," and he wanted to be alone when he died, and um, he had told my mom that as well, and he got what he wanted. Like he, he did it the way he wanted it to happen. Yeah. And that is great because it's, it's not about me. It's not about anybody else as much as I wanted to be there holding his hand. Yeah. You know, and I'm and a part of me thinks that I bet if I talked to him about that and said, I want to be with you, he, he would have, he would have, well, even he would though do he wanted, for you. I know, <laughs> right? even though he wanted to be alone, he would have gone over what he wanted for me and that's selfish on my part you know i so i think that he you know he got what he wanted yeah in the end so you walk in the house mm -hmm. you go into his room his his apartment, apartment. Mm -hmm. and you spend time with your parents and i'm proud of you <laughs> well, it was just my dad me and my dad in there my mom my mom yeah. is having a really difficult time with it. Yeah. So, but yeah. you also spent time, though, with you know, with them there. Yeah. Um, I'm proud of you because I know it wasn't easy. Mm -hmm. I mean, you had been, you don't share much. For those that, <laughs> that think that Chelsea and I share everything with each other, she doesn't share Well, this is really a hard. Lot. This has yeah. been hard. This has been really hard. I and share with you a lot of my I did not grief. know how, I was voicing yeah. to you, I don't want to go. I know. Yeah. I was saying, and I, I appreciate don't want to go, I don't want to go, and- um, I didn't know the enormity. And the ironic part was, too, as I was staying in the stinking hotel, the same hotel that I found out that he died in, and just because there was no rooms at this other hotel that I like to stay at, and walking into the hotel that night, it was like deja vu, and it, I just got a sick feeling in my stomach. I left and met a friend. I mean, I just, it wasn't... Um, it wasn't good. Yeah. The thing that's interesting, having lost family, mm -hmm. is a lot of people think that you get that. I'm, I just want to be able to do this to heal and get over it. You never get mm -mm. over it. No, I think that's the thing with grief. There's a beauty in grief too, and it's that you were able to love someone so much that it hurts so much that they're not there anymore. Yeah. And so I think it's, you know. You have, I'm, I try to look for the beauty in it and not just, of course I miss him so much.
But what do you miss the most about him? Well, so when he was sick, I would make him like call me every day, you know, and if he didn't get a hold of me, he would leave the craziest voicemails. <laughs> Nonstop voicemails. Yes. He would call our house. And then when we had a house phone, call my cell phone, call your cell phone. Sometimes he would call the boys' cell phones. Where's your mom? I don't, where's your mom? I'm trying to get a hold of your mom. Um, so I miss, I miss that. I miss, um, yeah, I miss our daily phone calls. I miss how cute he was when I was there. I miss his little strut and his little walk and, you know, his crazy hair style that he had. I miss that. I just, I miss everything about him. His hands. He had, he had the softest hands, but they were so rough. Oh, you're playing a voice. I'm going to play, I'm going to play him. By the way, he would make us uh, charge him for this. This would be a, this would be a charge to be on the pod, podcast. <laughs> he, he would say, in. "Baby, no." No, he would. He would. He would. Honestly, I think you're. I, you son of a bitch! You son of a bitch! <laughs> I just found out what you did. I just found out what you did. Oh, Tommy, Tommy, Tommy! Thank you, thank you, baby. And uh, I should put up a protest. If I had any class, I would put up a protest. But I did all. He, he that that was him. You son of a bitch. You son of a bitch. Yeah, was always his. Uh, yeah, his thing. He would call the the beauty of him. Yes, Kleenex. Mm-hmm. I made you cry. I love it. Mm-hmm. I love it. It's good for ratings. <laughs> um, I he would call the wish happy birthday to you, and if he didn't get you, he would call every number he had or call of you, you m- multiple times that day. Yeah, or call multiple times that day. And honestly, I thank God that I didn't pick up some of the calls or didn't couldn't pick up some of the calls because I got those messages just yeah. like you do. You I know. have I have a lot on my phone that I well my phone was recording, but I yeah. do have a lot um, of him um, that I haven't even listened to. You are sometimes the, you are the one of the strongest people I know, but you're also in some cases you don't like to to you don't like to show weakness Mm-mm. and. Um, I think that this is good because I think there's a lot of people that are like you that mask the strength, you know, or their weakness with their, with some (laughs) strength. And it's awesome. Like one of the things that has been so good in our relationship Mm -hmm. is that I can sometimes get to help you a little bit. Yeah. What can I do to help you? Well, let me just say this. It's not that I don't want to appear to be weak or I don't because I don't think that that's it. I think that I just am a, the type of person who <clears throat> can deal with it on their own. Like, I, I know what I need. I know that I needed, um, when he died, I needed to have some time alone to process it yeah. and to really, you know, and I still don't think I have fully processed it. I'm really worried about my mom and I want to make sure that she's okay with all of this and, um, <clears throat> he had such a huge presence in her life and, um, and I, I feel bad that I kind of just stopped going there because I know that his presence was so huge and it's such a vacancy now for her. And, um, I just, you know, and then it gets me thinking about, you know, what happens for the day when my dad dies and my mom dies and it's just, you know, it's a very... Um, it got me in a really weird space when I was there, but, 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 
<clears throat> I think I have to process a lot of it on my own. I don't, I have a hard time identifying with my, I don't want to be thought of as, like, I'm just going to give this as, as an example, like the girl whose dad left when she was three. You know, I I had to get through that on my own. I didn't need, as an adult, a little bit. You know, I don't want to be known as my vacancies or my, I don't even know the word I'm looking for. I don't, I like to be, you know, like to be known for other things, I guess. I don't know. And when I do need help, when I feel that I can't do it, I, I know I do reach out and ask for help. I just, I don't know. I, th- I think by nature I'm a caregiver and I want to help solve and I want to take care of people. And um, so it's not that it's a weakness when I need it, but I think, but I think also to, to go with that is that, you know, when you're always taking care of people, people kind of forget that the, that person needs to get taken care of too. Yes. And I think that that was something that we probably established in our relationship is I came in you know, you filled voids that I had in my life and I filled voids that were in your life. And then in, in addition to that, when you're a female, you're a caretaker. And yeah. so typically you're a caretaker. And so you, you know, I, I jumped into the wanting to take care of you and, you know, be the wife and be the mother and all of that, that I don't know. I think that I, I think it's good for, honestly, I, and I think it's good for our kids to see you, um, and, well, I think it's very good. Yes, <laughs> I think it's good. No, it's good. It's good for them to know that you know that because you are you're you are always the one that, that that they go to more than they go to me when they are struggling. And it's good to see. You know, I'm the one. I'm the emotional. Yeah. You know, crier and stuff. Yeah. And so I think that when your when grandfather died. Um, I know Joe had said to me specifically to me that, you know, he was really worried about you, like really worried about you. And I'm like, mom's going to be good. She's going to get through this. But the problem is they've never seen you have to (laughs) deal with this, you know? Yeah. I mean, yes. Well, he was, how old was he when your dad died? 12 when your dad died, I think. And so I think that was the closest thing. Like we, knock on wood, we have not had a lot of death close deaths in our family. Yeah. We really just haven't. And with as large of a family as we have, we've been very lucky. I've, you know, I've had my, my grandma has passed now my grandfather. And then I've had, um, two aunts that have passed on my side of the family and the boys really didn't know my aunt. Yeah. Aunts. Um, they were very, and I was pregnant with Luke when one of them died. And so they just, with your dad, that was one of the first. That was a big one for it was, them. Yeah. yeah, it was huge. But your in your grandfather, when your grandfather, well, boy, when your grandfather, grandfather died, was such a huge part of the boy's life, because your grandfather was such a personality. Yeah, and that's that's the thing. It's like to see what <clears throat> to see him pass and the impact that he had on everybody, mm-hmm. um, on friends of ours. I mean, we had yeah. we had really really good friends. <laughs> That uh, that you know thought of him as their grandfather. Yeah. They called him grandfather. Yeah. So yeah, he was a good man. Um. So okay. So you go to Arizona. You do this. You go hang out at a uh, Fleetwood Mac, Stevie Nicks slash Billy Joel concert. Uh-huh. Hang out with your uh, your friends. Uh-huh. Um. Does it make you miss home? Did it make because you I. 
like we have always talked about how like Arizona was such a huge part of your life and I got to play radio for so many times and I always thought, okay, that's where, like somebody asked me, where will you be buried? And I said, well, I'm not going to be buried. She's not going to pay for a casket to put in the ground. <laughs> She'll spread my ashes no, and it'll probably be in want. the desert. You, here right now, do you want to be buried or do you want to be cremated? Uh, cremated. I want to be cremated. And where do you want your Mark ashes? Mark words on. I want them to be worn around your neck. No, see, don't steal my words. Where do you, <laughs> no. no, I said that before. Uh, I want them to be spread on your bed, and you have to sli- lay down with me every night. They'll be put in your feathered pillow. Okay, that's no, not honestly, honestly, I'd love my, uh, I'd love my ashes to, uh, to be spread, uh, in, uh, oh God, Chicago. Uh, any anywhere that Scarlett Johansson is. Uh, no, honestly, I really don't care. I I'm dead. I don't give a fuck. Yeah. I really don't. Yeah. I know it sounds crazy to say this, but I um I don't. I grew up in Chicago and I you know was raised there, but I really don't have an affinity towards Chicago. I love Detroit. I call that now my home. Mm-hmm. But I really don't care to be cold. You know all the time. I mean I don't know. Throw them in uh throw them in water somewhere. You know what I mean? Like put me in an ocean or something. That's or, what I want. Yeah. I want cremated and I want to be in an ocean. Um, I, I want to kind of wrap up with, with well, you the, asked me, where do I think we're going to be? Right. Yeah. Where we're going to be. I would say if you asked me five years ago, even five years ago, it would have been Arizona for sure. When Joe moved to Florida, I, um, really fell in love with the Gulf coast. Yeah. So I would say that as of right now, um, I would like a little teeny tiny place in Florida and then maybe a teeny tiny place in Arizona. Um, Cause I have, a, you know, I, I never thought that I would go back to Arizona and feel like this really big tug, but I'm, I definitely am feeling it again for sure. A tug meaning? Meaning I maybe want to be there too. Okay, good. Was the, a part of it, the healing of you, well, you going back heal- for the first time. Yeah. And I don't know if it was healing as much as like, I, I know I felt him there, but and literally I was there for a couple of days, you know, a travel day and then a couple of days and another travel day. So I, and I was trying to keep myself busy because it was a lot of emotions that I did not want to feel yeah. and didn't even want to deal with. And I still haven't by the way, but, um, I feel it like I'm feeling that tug again, like I felt before. If that uh-huh. makes sense. Well, you're worried about your mom too. Very worried about my mom. Um. All right. Well, I. Uh, I hope that you don't mind that I brought this up, but. No, I, don't I think mind. that that's what this. Do you feel like this is a little therapy to be able to talk about what we just talked yeah, about? Yeah. No, for sure. I just I think that, and I think, especially when you don't want to talk about it, and especially when you don't still want to yeah. deal with it, I think that I'm. A, Again, you know, grief is a funny, funny, funny thing. You you think that you have processed. Like, I honestly thought when I had that sobbing with him that um, right after he passed that, oh, I just let it all out and I can, now I can be there for his children, you know, for all my aunts and uncles and plan this funeral and make sure everything goes off very well and make it perfect you know, to honor him and his, you know, his last, his last hurrah. I wanted to make sure it was just so perfect for him. And um, so I thought that I had really got that out. 
But it's funny because the way that it comes back and it gets you at times. Like yeah. sometimes. Memory of a song. Well, a song or, or yeah, like a, whatever. Just things that just really, and you don't expect it. It's not like I wake up that day and I'm thinking, oh, you know, I really miss him. I, I miss him every day, but there are days where I'm just like, okay, it, it doesn't feel, it's not that huge pit in your stomach anymore, yeah. or that huge knife in my stomach. It's, you know, you can laugh about things. And of course we, do, we and we had, listen, he was older. He lived, a, it wasn't a tragic death. It was just, you know, he, he promised me that he would live until he was 100. He didn't, you know. 90 but he you know they're just they're just some things that I I feel like your grief also comes when you don't feel his presence like you want to feel his presence again all the time yeah and um and I think that 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 makes it uh, difficult but he you know maybe there's the signs that he's showing you and you're just yeah. not you're Open not seeing to him. it yeah um I also think this too I think for you uh I think that you do like to help other people a lot. Like mm -hmm. you don't, and you don't, you're not great about letting other people help you. Mm -mm. And I think you just need to open yourself up to that a little bit more. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure I do, but there is that control part too. I want to make sure I'm in control. Um, do you think if your grandfather were alive today, would he listen to this podcast or would he still, <laughs> I just don't think that technically oh, he'd be able he to would listen. Well, you think? no, he would have my, he would be yelling at my dad. To, uh, to do it. Yeah, Your to do dad. it. Your poor dad. He'd be asking him to put a great it on a, a disc or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not understanding that that's how it works. No, he he would, he for sure. Listen, there are two people on this planet that think I can do no wrong. You know, and they think everything I do is perfect and everything I do is, you know, and that is my dad and that was my grandfather. Yeah. Like they, the, they're, they're, Son would rise and sat with me. Like they, they just, and my dad loves all of his children, by the way. And my grandfather loved all of his grandchildren and children. It's just that, you know, we had a special connection. Yeah. And um, being that I was the first grandchild. And so, you know, I think whatever I did, he always thought was amazing. So, I, yes, I think he would love this podcast for yeah. sure. And he adored you. Oh, well, they did threaten me a lot early, in <laughs> the early stages, uh, and I adored them. Yeah. So I love you, and I'm thanks for opening up with this. Thank you. Did you want to do our questions today? Or are we skipping that? Uh, we can do it. We can do. You want to do one question? We can do. Let's do it. We each do. Each have to pick. Remember. Yes. Since we've been on a pattern of sixty-minute podcasts lately, Is we this might an as hour? well. Uh, no, we're we're shy, but we're over our thirty minutes that we want. It's time thirty-seven there. minutes. I know. I know. Uh, this is my question for you, right? Is that what yes, it is? Or question? You, you ask me the question. Uh, okay. Oh, God. If this were to be our last conversation ever, what would you never want me to forget? Wow. Is that not fitting with this? Um, if this was our last conversation ever, what would I want you to never forget? Yeah. Um... Stop chewing with your mouth open. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I thought it was about the whole podcast conversation, oh. or this was. <laughs> no, the, no, yeah, I was gonna say. What? Would it... Um. Well, I would hope in relation to that podcast, I would hope that you 
would realize that you have helped me a lot more, even if I don't vocalize it, even if I don't, I know that I can count on you, even though I don't say it or ask for it. I know that I can depend on you and count on you. Um, if I just, when, when all of that was going on and I would call, I, I called you right after he died too. Yeah. I didn't want to wake you up. It was later here because, um, was before, no, it was after it was in March, March 8th. Um, anyway, I called you and I just, I, I know that you're always, always, always there for me without me having to ask without, with, you know, with that, sometimes I don't ask things, but I want you to know, okay, let me start over again. I get it. I know what I you're saying. I want you to know that if something were to happen to me today, that, you know, I know that you loved me. I know that um, I can count on you, and I know that you um, will date very quickly. <laughs> right, listen. Die. No, I'll be like your grandfather. <laughs> <laughs> well, I will. He's how many wives did he have? He had seven. I love him. Seven God or, love him. Seven or eight wives. Yes. Yeah. 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 Um, what's your question? Okay, that caught me off guard. That question isn't that that yeah. was. What do you think? That's a sign from him. Probably. Yeah. Probably What's this know. question? This one's. So what is something. It starts with baby. Hey, baby. <laughs> what is something you never would have done if it wasn't for me? <laughs> uh, what is something I never would have done if it wasn't for you? Mm-hmm. Uh, pick up my laundry. <laughs> we still don't put do it that. in the. Um, uh, I would probably say. I, and we've talked about this before, find a commonality between me and each of the boys. <laughs> you know, uh, we talked about it a lot with Jacob because out of all three of the boys, he's he's the one who is most um, unique out of the three. Um, but Luke and Joe are, are also and unique, unique in their own And unique not because he's gay. <laughs> unique no. because... He just is so... He's set in his way. He's you. He is me. Yeah. He he is me. He is just... Yeah. You have... You love all... And I don't mean to take over your question here, but you, you have all... I just want to explain this about Jacob. Yeah. You have three children that... Are sport... You know, two of them are sports kids. One's But they're all so different, different. Yeah. in their own right, in their own way. And I think being a dad of boys, you expected it to be like, oh, we're going to go and play football. And uh, and out of all three, he was our most athletic child. Yeah. He just refused. He hated but, sports. But with Joe, even nowadays, you know, he'll frustrate me with some of his, um, you know, he, Joe, Joe asks a million questions. Where he all he wants he wants to talk about radio he wants to he he just, he wants to be the best yeah and it's uh, it's frustrating because my conversations with him um, we want some, him to be more personal. sometimes tend to you know talk about stuff that I ne- don't necessarily want to talk about yeah. like I'm burned out talking about but you'll say to me and I hope that they hear this because they need to know that and I don't know why I'm crying. <laughs> They need to know that you are their best um, supporters. But you'll say, call Joe. This is what he wants. He needs this from you. Luke, same thing. Luke frustrates the shit out of me with this this fraternity, <laughs> fraternity thing. Yeah. And it drives me crazy to the point that I don't want to talk about it. And you'll be like, call him up and ask him questions about it. This is what he's interested in. You're very, you are 
for parents out there, if you have a spouse that is not as engaged in your kids as they should be or you wish that they were, there's no problem in telling them that they need to be. Yeah. You know, there's no problem in stepping up and saying that. Well, because I know you will regret it later in life. And you are, you have a hard time being in the moment. You are more so like, I remember, I miss that. And I remember when. I'm in the past, always. Yeah. Yeah. Which rightly so, like you had something that formed you in your life that was very tragic and really formed that for you. So I think that for me, and as a mom, it's just like, okay, there you need to find out what their interests are and just ask them on their every day-to-day life that you may think is whatever. Sometimes it's just what they're, pa- if you ask them about what they're passionate about first, then that can turn into the, them opening up about the everyday as well. And yeah. that's, it's, it's just, it's so simple. It's, you don't have to, it doesn't always have to have a, you know, thing at the end yeah. or a big finale. wrap it up, a jingle, it, roll exactly. the jingle like in radio. Exactly. And you know, it's just sometimes because you, there will come a day when they are going to be wrapped up and really busy in their own lives. And selfishly, you know, I hope that the boys, if you're listening boys, I hope the boys would think, okay, you know what? I need to give my mom and my dad five minutes on my way home from work or whatever. Yeah. And just, you know, it's so funny how the cycle of life goes when it's you have this child, they are your whole world and you put everything into them, but you do that so they can have confidence and go out into the world and, you know, be their own people. But it's so hard because you're like, for me, selfishly, I just think I'm the mom holding onto their ankle, wanting them to come back and just, you know, give me five more minutes, five more minutes. And to, to tie this all up with a bow, because these are all really good questions, and and they they do lend themselves. There's many. T- there was part of time where with your grandfather, where you were not every day talking to him, and I think there's some yeah. regret on your, you know. Well, oh, for sure, for absolutely. But Listen, the but I've the beauty is you can pick it up like this and and go and yeah. You guys had so many. You, I mean, the end of his life. Thank God, it took a long time. Yeah. Because there was time where we thought that he was going to pass, you know, years ago. But you were able to, it's almost kind of like you had a second chance with him. Million percent. Which was beautiful. Million percent. If I had regrets about anything, it would have been, you know, COVID stole the last few years of his life. But it would have been that um, when I was younger, I could have appreciated a little bit more once it was, you know, once we got in, started our family, it was different. I had the, um, I was very lucky cause we lived by them. Yeah. You know, moving away was very difficult, but yeah. yeah. It's a good podcast. I like this one. I, I you know, it's funny is it, I always sit there and whenever we do a podcast and go, will people be any what interested in this? Like, does this relate to anybody? But you know what? The loss of a, a yeah. loved one and, are, and also you dealing with loss. It doesn't even have to be the loss of a loved one. It could yeah. be the loss of anything. Yeah. It could be the end of a marriage. It could be yep. or a relationship or it could be the uh, end of a job or whatever it is. So, yeah. And I made you cry. I, I, <laughs> You know what? I fulfilled the tease at the beginning of this podcast. Great. I love you. Love you. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, 
Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.